0: Welcome to Network Provence with me, Rebecca Ronane. This podcast is for you if you are interested in living, working, holidays and appreciating everything in Provence. We'll be talking networking business, culture, traditions, holidays, food and art, the fun and the serious side and having lots of interviews with mostly women. Episode four, Lavender in Provence. The lavender fields in Provence are one of the must go to features of this region. The colorful sight is truly breathtaking. It's not for nothing that we are the most famous place in the world to see lavender. Today, I'm talking to Emily Durand, Her tour company, Your Private Provence, specializes, amongst other tours, going to the lavender fields. So let's find out why lavender is a true cultural cultivation. So I'm going to dive straight in and I'm speaking today with Emily, Emily Durant who runs private tours here in Provence and we're going to talk probably about one of our um, most famous products that brings people from far and wide to this beautiful area. Now, Emily, you take tours in Provence and I know that... um,
1: yeah, if you can just tell us, wh- why here? So, lavender in Provence uh, grows naturally. Just a, lot, a word that we use uh, in French in Provence is called garrigue. And garrigue means um, it's the Provencal natural landscape with rosemary, thyme, and guess what? Lavender. And actually, lavender is in the same family as as rosemary and thyme. It's in the mint family. And because of the the ground, um, it's arid. It's rocky. There's lots of limestone. And we have a lot of sun. We have heat. And that is just a natural um, environment for the mint family. So wild lavender has been around for forever. So, so basically, you can
0: just just come across all of those plants that you mentioned in the wild.
1: Yeah, one of my favorite things when I feel like I'm sort of like man in the source, or or just like this this young girl who's free and living the Provençal dream is um, going on a hike and. All of a sudden, you you reach a plateau, and you have wild lavender.
0: And and when you say going up on the plateau, does that, can that come to the cultivation of lavender is usually found high up? Would you Yeah, so
1: that's that's probably the first thing to understand about lavender when you come to Provence. Um, You have two main varieties, two main species of lavender that's grown here in Provence. And the first one, uh, we could talk about fine lavender or we also say true lavender. In all of lavender, there's about 30 different species of lavender. Um, and up high, in high Provence, um, you have the fine lavender. You also have the other species called lavendan. But lavendan is typically grown in the lower elevations. So around your house, Rebecca, yeah. you have uh, lots of lavender, more and more as you've yeah. seen over the years, just like myself. Um, so that's actually lavender, which is a, a different species from fine lavender that's grown in High Provence. And it's, um, I, I was always under the
0: impression and you can uh, uh, tell me if I'm wrong, that the high lavender, for example, the lavender that has grown at, um, I don't know how many meters. It has
1: so usually around 800 meters. Oh, 800 1200 meters. 1200 meters is where the fine lavender grows. Okay. Is that the better
0: quality or is that, um, or is that used specifically
1: for uh, medicinal purposes? So, yeah, you, you can talk about uh, a higher quality. Um, I like the the term that's used, fine lavender, uh, because yeah, it gives this notion that it's a better quality. Um, It's what is used in the high-end perfume industry or the cosmetic industry. Um, We have what we call the the High Provence uh, Lavender AOC, which is Appalachian Origin Control. And that started for the essential oil of lavender in 1981. All right. Mm-hmm. So it's a mark of quality and the high-end perfume industries only want that, of course. Right. Yes. And
0: it's also, I suppose, even more popularly now used. Uh, I know it's still used in perfume, but for people who perhaps don't buy perfume, whatever, would um, essential oils for medicinal purposes.
1: Yeah, so it's also outside of the perfume industry. It's used in aromatherapy and medicinal properties. Um, it's anti-antibacterial. Um, an interesting story with um, a chemist in the early twentieth century. His name was Rene Maurice Gatfosse, and he published. A book in 1937 called aromatherapy. He's actually the father who uh, termed the term aromatherapy. And he, um, in the story goes that he was in his lab one day and there was a fire and he burnt his arm and he was having um, a reaction um, from the burn and and uh, um, it started to have blisters and so. He soaked his arm in this lavender solution, and he was miraculously um, healed within, you know, just days. And so that's this discovery that it can actually help with burns.
0: And I understand that the smell also is very relaxing, and I've often read that it's very good for sleeping for people who have problems with sleep,
1: with anxiety, uh, with sleep. Um, also actually respiratory. Um, And like the 19th century, there was um, sort of like the the grandma's cure for kids who had um, like a a cough or congestion. They would put some drops of fine lavender on a piece of sugar and they would uh, eat that and they would be cured.
0: Well, that sounds an excellent remedy sugar and lavender
1: together. Yeah.
0: It it is sometimes used um, for, I want to say, sweets. Is that so, am I I correct? I have been to restaurants here in Provence where, and you do see it quite often in ice cream shops, they have lavender Mm. ice cream. So.
1: Well, the culinary uses, it's interesting to have people's opinion because you kind of like it or you hate it. (laughs) Right. Um, it has a particular taste. The, I would say the common uses would be sometimes it's part of the Herbes de Provence. Uh, traditionally, the Herbes de Provence um, would not have lavender in it. Uh, it would be more savory, rosemary and thyme. But from time to time, you can find a little bit of lavender in there. And it's nice on some rubs, some spice rubs on your meat also for infusing milk. Like if you're going to make a maybe a crème brûlée with a little lavender hint to it, you can infuse your milk with the lavender flowers.
0: Okay, so let's talk about the cultivation of lavender because you mentioned where I live, which is on the much lower uh, part of Provence, we are seeing more and more lavender fields, which is fantastic for the tourists because they don't have to go very far to find lavender anymore. Tell us a little bit more about the cultivation and why why are we seeing so much
1: more? So, yeah, very good question. Why are we seeing so much more lavender today um, in the lower elevations? Uh, Because we we talked about the fine lavender and then the lavendin. In the lower elevation, you have the lavendin. And it's... um, becoming more popular today because the yield that you get of essential oils um, is way higher. uh, If I get my statistics right. So if you had 100 kilograms of lavender flowers, you'll get one liter of essential oil. That's 100 kilograms of flowers. That's quite a bit for just one liter. Absolutely. That's fine lavender. So for lavender, you have only 40 kilograms to get one liter of essential oil. So you see that the whole process of um, getting the product is um, less costly. Uh, the molecules, however, are not quite the same. I'm very sensitive to, to smells, to perfumes. I can get headaches actually quite easily and I cannot handle lavendin. I immediately get a headache. Why? It's the camphor. The camphor content in lavendin is a lot higher. So camphor gives this very herbal grassy smell. It's quite strong. But because of this big boom that we had right after World War II actually, um big boom it, what what was being put on the markets after world war ii washing machines washing machines going into every home also means people need to buy detergent detergent we want it to smell good we want it to smell like lavender but we don't want to pay the price of fine lavender because it's just going into commercial products so the the lavender. Um, started to be planted more and more. And actually today in Provence, you have, um, what was the statistics? You have like 40, um, yeah, it's, it's like 1,000, um, oh, I forget the, actually the statistics, but the lavender is way, is produced so much more now compared to the lavender. It's the, big, it's, it's the biggest product that actually, Provence is cultivating, is lavender. Yes,
0: and you can certainly see that. And the, the two types of lavender that you find here, uh, what is fantastic for anyone visiting, and I'm sure you agree as you take uh, tourists to see the lavender fields, is that wherever it is, uh, the backdrop is fantastic, the color amazing, and just the smell. And the sound of the bees is a a great
1: delight as well. You not not everybody enjoys the sound of the bees. Oh, really? Oh, (laughs) no. It's yeah. It's always funny on my tours. You have a group, and there's usually one in the group uh, who's just like, "I I really wanted that lavender picture, but I'm not going in there (laughs) with the bees." Yeah. But it is. uh, We have,
0: of course. That's another product that we do have here is honey.
1: The lavender honey. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: And uh, of course, um, a lot of uh, the, uh, ooh, what is the bee, the apiculture will uh, have their hives, particularly though I think in the high um, yeah. lavender rather yeah. than in the low.
1: Yeah, it's high Provence um, where you have the lavender honey. And a lot of the lavender growers they, they need to have different products to, for them to just rely on lavender as their product to, to make a living, is not possible. So they have, there are side products, which, you know, lavender honey, um, they're also planting other crops. So as you go to, to High Provence and you go for the lavender, uh, you will also see some wheat and a lot of it is ancient wheat called um, icorn, or also known as, as a type of spelt, so an ancient grain. Um, and that's used as a rotating crop, too, because about every 10 years, lavender or lavender, uh, more or less 10 years, uh, needs to be replanted. Uh, the soil needs to be replenished, and also the plant life is just about exhausted about at around 10 years.
0: Okay.
1: Um, And you also see another plant um, that flowers, and that is pink, pinkish purple, is clary sage, which is also grown in the High Provence area, um, also for its essential oils. And so the, 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 the growers, they have multiple crops. They also have the floral water that comes from the distillation of the lavender essential oils, and that too can be a product that they sell.
0: And also we find it in soap with, as well. And soap,
1: yeah, and typically they're using the lavender to, to perfume the soaps. And then the other product, of course, is, what did we not mention? One more popular, I'm sure you have it in your house, Rebecca, the bouquet, a bouquet. Of course. So, And the bouquets, of course, they all have to be done by hand. Um, in, it's usually the first thing the lavender farmers are harvesting. They get out there with their sickle. They have a group of 10 men usually because it's, it's hard work out there. Plus, it's very hot. And they they'll grab a bunch of lavender. They take the sickle, which is a sort of blade that's, that's rounded like a half moon. And they cut off the, the flowers, the stems. Then they um, make little bouquets in the field, they come by with a, a trailer, they take it back to the packing shed and then they turn it upside down and it has to dry in a shaded area for about one week. And the so, lavender is cut reasonably quickly when- Yeah, but you know, there's different- Like we were, we were talking about the different species of lavender um, and each one has a different blooming time, which is another reason why they plant different species because they can't just cut it all at once right um they 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 need time to get to each field so i from if you want to come to provence for the best time to see lavender i always say the first week of july because you can see the lavender still in the lower elevation like in the Luberon, and but you can also go up higher and in most of the high elevation uh, lavender is also in full bloom by then. Um, but you can, like in the Luberon, starting around June, June 20th, the lavender, depending on the year, is, is in full bloom. And like you said, you can go from
0: place to place, sort of chasing uh, lavender fields to yeah. get
1: the perfect picture. Right, and, and as far as like how to experience the lavender, if you're really into that and you want the full experience, I suggest a road trip, because there are lots of different uh, regions. There's La Drôme, La drome Provencal, which is just at the border of of Provence or the Vaucluse region. Um, you also have um, the Plateau de Valensole, and that is um, a beautiful area where it's like a sea of lavender because it's this plateau and it's all flat and the lavender is just like it touches the sky. Um, However, it's not true lavender. There's only about 20% of the lavender in that region. That's true lavender, fine lavender. Um, Most of it is lavender. And as you mentioned there's lots of sunny skies here
0: so and particularly around that time when the lavender blooms so if anyone was worried about the weather I would say there would be no worries at all because only um, only if you can't (laughs) handle
1: hot weather. Yes it is quite
0: hot but Mm. uh, the beauty of it all and the experience I think it's one of those experiences that that at least you should have once in your lifetime. So if you haven't come to experience uh, the beauty and just the, uh, such a sort of natural atmosphere and natural feeling as well and in
1: the nature. Yeah, it it reminds me of a 20th century French novelist, uh, Jean Gionon. maybe you've heard of him. He wrote uh, many books, one that some Americans or English know about, The Man Who Planted Trees. And he has a a quote, uh, a few quotes, where he talks about lavender. He says, here, lavender fills its fragrance in earth and sky. It plays with shadow and light. Lavender is the soul of Provence. Mm, That's beautiful. Uh, So, Emily.
0: I I know that if anyone wants to get in touch with you to have that once in a lifetime experience or rediscover as well, because we have more and more lavender uh, on, uh, on offer now, just as we've talked about. Uh, you have uh, your own tours that take place
1: in the obviously in the June-July period for seeing lavender. Yeah, the three best weeks: last week of June, first week of July, and second week of July. Okay, and they can find you on your website and uh, your private Provence. Your private Provence. Yes, and
0: uh, yeah, that's fantastic. Thank you for. By giving us all that information, I've learned a lot, and I hope everybody who's listening will do so too. Thank you for inviting me. Thanks for listening to me, Rebecca Renane, Creator of Network Provence. I'd love you to leave a fabulous review and remember to subscribe to the show. Why not come and join Network Provence and make creative connections? the links are in the show notes. Stay tuned for upcoming, mostly two weekly episodes. See you soon.